Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of In the Zone. I'm Giancarlo Alino here with Chris Martelli, Anthony Piniello, and guys, was a interesting week that happened. Uh, first, I guess let's start off with the negative uh, with the Leafs because it was kind of a it turned into a positive and then a negative. But Jack Campbell and Kyle Clifford, the grit that we always needed. The guy comes in, fourth line. We got our goalie now as uh, Anderson is out. Trevor Moore goes the other way. What did you guys think of this trade? I uh, Okay, it was necessary. I thought it would happen a month ago. But Campbell has been playing. It's kind of funny because he was a first-round pick and everyone kind of wrote him off. But he's been playing his best hockey recently. And um, this is very necessary for the Leafs. <laughs> we need a goaltender. Freddie's been struggling, so um, hopefully he can squeeze us into the playoffs and uh you know trevor moore he was solid little grinder for us he's uh, he's gonna do well in la there he'll definitely get the time so yeah uh i agree i think jack campbell is playing the best hockey of his career if it's not right now it was like eight months ago last year um it's puzzling for la fans i think because jonathan quick is not the same goalie he was and you look at their depth chart and I, I don't know who their backup goalie is now. So they have a problem to solve. But I guess, you know, they sell value in Trevor Moore. You know, they us and the Kings, I guess we have a great trade relationship. We've traded, you know, we got we got rid of Grunstrom, Dursey, and now Trevor Moore. And now I'll go in there. Um, I don't know who's going to be the best out of all of them, but we did need Jack Campbell. Uh, Michael Hutch, we know that he was playing better, but he's not as good as Jack Campbell. And Frederick Anderson has been struggling Um I'll say pretty badly the last two weeks. He's just not looked like himself. And then, of course, the injury, it all makes sense now. So he can rest. He can probably rest about an – I think – is he playing tomorrow? I, they're not even – He's. I think he's coming back tomorrow or the next day. But um, I still maybe wouldn't play him the next two games, just maybe have Jack Campbell start, boost his confidence, see what his role is with the team because I don't even think he knows yet because – I think he still believes he's battling with Hutch as the backup, but I'm pretty sure Hutch is going to get sent down any time now. But I like the trade in that we got rid of Trevor Moore. Um, that guy deserves better. He was never going to be a top six forward on this team. Maybe he can be like a Dustin Brown in the near future. I could see, see him being that type of player. Not the captain, but he can he can be that type of player. And us getting Kyle Clifford on the fourth line, I think, is perfect for playoff time. So hopefully we make the playoffs. Kyle Clifford would be a big, uh, a big uh, addition to this team. Yeah, LA, they're stupid for first Kolbachuk <laughs> because they bought him out and now he's lighting it up in the league and his trade value is so high. So, but they wish they didn't do that. And now Jonathan Quick is on the decline. They traded Campbell, so the Leafs now have Campbell, have Freddie. Uh, Hutchison's going to probably go down, like you said, because Kaskasuo is struggling. Wool is still young for him to really step into that role. Do you think uh, Campbell can, you know, take Freddie's spot? I think you think Freddie's too comfortable. Uh, I think so. Freddie's what thirty years old now, thirty-one, thirty. So I'll say, if things start to not go his way and things start sliding, Campbell's what twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Yeah, maybe Jack Campbell could steal some starts from him. I'd like to see that. I always love competition. I like seeing that. So maybe Jack Campbell, you know, outperforming Freddie will even make Freddie even better. So. Freddie, when he's at his best, is arguably a Vesna winner. So imagine him uh, even improving. So, uh, yeah, that's something uh, something to look out for. I think I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> that's going to stir it up. Yeah. So uh, 
Clifford, do you see his role with this team? Like fourth line, think that's a safe place to put him, or do you think uh, after this year he'll be on the way out? I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't be opposed to them doing what they did with Zach Hyman. Like he has that same type of role. You could put him on the first line, second line. I think – I know you guys are all kind of looking at me funny, but it's Zach good. I think I think I think it's something that they could easily try out, especially in the playoffs. You know, we've seen weird things happen. Like look at Tom Wilson; he yeah. was a fourth liner at one point. Now he's on the first line, so I could see Kyle Clifford maybe doing that for jokes. If we were to face maybe Washington in the first round, you could have Clifford match up with Wilson. You could do something like that because again. The Leafs, man, we're struggling. We, we're not secured in the third or second spot. We might even get a wild card, so we might face Washington. And I'm not opposed to that, but Ovi's probably been the hottest goal scorer in the game uh, since the calendar flipped to 2020. But, yeah, man, I think Kyle Clifford, you can put him basically anywhere, and I think he will. Uh, I think he'll mesh pretty well with this lineup. I think I'd have him in and out, like how we started the year with a lot of rookies. Uh, I think depending on who we play, I'd put him in if we're playing like some of the Western teams, but... He's only going to do good things for us. He's been deep in the playoffs so many times with this young group. So Kyle Clifford being a throw-in in that deal for me is perfect. Yeah. So uh, on to hoop now. Uh, got the depressing stuff. Uh, don't want to mention Kovalchuk scoring and celebrating, so <laughs> screw that. Fuck him. No. Nope. Uh, let's go to basketball because a trade deadline happened. Uh, a lot of moves went around. Uh, Clint Capella was a big one that started it off. And, of course, it happened right when we stopped uh, recording last week. So, <laughs> Hey, you know what? That's a trend that happened last year, too, with Marcus All And the so. Raptors won. So hopefully that doesn't – oh, wait, Atlanta's not even close to playoffs. No, probably, not so. even – That's positive. Uh, what did you think of the Capella move? <laughs> I thought it was baffling for me with with Houston. I mean, you have a young center. Yes, he doesn't shoot threes, but his pick-and-roll game is flawless. He's probably the second-best rebounder in the game behind Andre Drummond, another guy that got dealt as well. Houston's just looking at small ball right now. They wanted that 3-and-D guy in Robert Covington, so they did all of this just to acquire Robert Covington. They also got rid of their first-round pick and Clint Capella, so for me, it's a head-scratcher for, for Houston, but for me, the easy winner here is Atlanta getting Clint Capella. I think Trey Young right now, give or take, he's a top-five point guard already. He's averaging, I think he's third or fourth in the league in points per game at like 29.7, which is that's insane. So you could have a pick-and-roll option with Clint Capella. I think he's only going to get better. Trey Young, that's, just, that's terrifying. I think he's only going to get better. Clint Capella's another guy. He still has a lot to learn. I think if he's going to... Uh, well, definitely now with Trey Young and Kevin Huerta and all these other guys that shoot the threes on uh, on Atlanta. I don't think Clint Capella has to shoot threes, but if he were to shoot threes, he'd probably be one of the most dominant centers we've seen in a long time. So regardless, uh, whatever role Clint Capella has on Atlanta, I think he's just going to make that team a lot better next year. And I would watch Atlanta next year. I think they could be a playoff team as soon as next season. So with Capella going there then, do you think that would draw more free agents in? And if they were to get one more guy, do you think they can be a playoff team as soon as next year? Yes. Uh, I think a lot of people, like even, like you got to remember, music is a big part of basketball now. Like you have Quavo. He's a big part of of that culture. I think Quavo could easily talk to some guys, be like, hey, Devin Booker, you want to come to Atlanta? You know, we have Trey Young. We could space the floor. We could be Splash Brothers 2.0. I'd be something spectacular. I could easily see someone go in there. I don't know who, but yeah, I think Trey Young, if I'm any NBA player, I'd love to play with Trey Young right now. That guy is one of the most entertaining guys to play with. Uh, I just want to say for Houston real quick, I, I'm not crazy about the move. 
because it was their only big guy, but I respect it in the sense that they feel like they're not going to win a certain way, so they're going all in on another side, even though other than the Golden State Warriors, doesn't really happen. So Houston Rockets, we can confidently say they're all in. Whether it's going to work or not, we're going to find out. Yeah. If this doesn't work, what does Houston do in the offseason? Blow they, it up. They, they, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. They, they might probably trade James Harden. Um, I'm not trading Westbrook because I don't think there's a team that wants him. I mean, we were joking about it before how, you know, you, you swap Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. That's arguably the biggest head-scratching trade of all time. Both contracts are awful. Both players are arguably on the decline. But, again, I'm not giving, I'm not discrediting these players. They're both amazing. They're both all-stars this year, Paul and Westbrook. Um, they're still incredible, but I really don't know. If this doesn't work out, who would you trade out of those guys? I mean, yeah, like, I don't see a team asking for Westbrook. And I don't see Westbrook going in there and be like, really? Like, I'm going to get traded again, like, a year after? Like, I feel like... That's not in his blood. Like that's not. That's not in his character. Maybe Charlotte. Michael Jordan loves Westbrook. I think that would be the only team that would actually use him. Maybe Rozier's a nice player, but if I'm looking at a team that can actually be a positive for Westbrook, playing with four MJ in Charlotte, it would be uh, appealing. I think for him. Yeah, maybe for like the last three years of the contract too. I could see that working. And I could see Michael Jordan like praising that, like yeah. what uh, the owner of the Clippers did when they got Kawhi and Paul George, <laughs> just absolutely wooing and awing, you know, at the press conference. But I don't, yeah, I don't see uh, Russell Westbrook getting traded. If it, maybe even not, not even James Harden. I just feel like I know Mike D'Antoni. He his contract is up after this year, so I feel like if they don't win, he's gone. So, like you guys said, I really don't know with Houston. I feel like if they lose this year, they're they might blow it up, so we have to wait and see. But for now, they got rid of Clint Capella. They felt like it wasn't working out. They got Robert Covington, who is that defensive player. Harden, I'm sorry. He's not the best defensive player. He has kind of improved defensively, but he's not hes not that great of a defensive player, especially come playoff time, you know, when time slows down, when it's a lot more defensive. James Harden, he's not clutch on that side of the floor, so getting Covington, it, it definitely helps. But, again, you're getting rid of your center, so – we got to wait and see what happens with that. But, you know, I just want to talk about um, the Timberwolves in this deal as well. They got Beasley and Juan Hernan Gomez. These are Malik Beasley for me is an X factor in this trade. I think he's absolutely tremendous. Uh, he went in 2016. He was a first rounder. Give this guy a little bit of time. And uh, I think the more he plays, especially with this Timberwolves team, they're young. You got D'Lo now. I think this guy could be something special too. Yeah. And uh, mentioned D'Lo. He goes from Golden State already. Uh, he just went there in July, already getting traded. Minnesota wanted him. They missed out on him, so they finally get their guy. And going the other way is Andrew Wiggins, which is uh, having a lot of people thinking that he doesn't really fit Golden State's playing style. He's not a three-point shooter. He's more of a mid-range guy, goes to the basket. And uh, a lot of people say he's not worth that contract. So why would Golden State... Uh, go after a big contract like this instead of just getting rid of D'Lo for the cap relief. I think it's a great fit for for Golden State. I think, you know, when you have Steve Kerr come out and say, yeah, D'Lo, we think he's a great athlete. We respect him, but he was never a good fit here. That just proved right away that he he knew from the get-go he wasn't staying, and Steve Kerr knew he wasn't staying. So I feel like at this point in time, you're trading a guy just to get 
whatever it is back. Delo's contract was, I mean, it was deserving. But again, as soon as Golden State signed it, I kind of just looked at it and I'm like, oh, this is a rental. Come on. Like, there's no way they're keeping this guy when Clay comes back. Clay's the guy to keep. So I think it was smart for Golden State to actually extend him, you know, deal with that contract for what, like four months. They've been in the basement all season. It makes sense. They get Andrew Wiggins, who, again, he's only 24, 25 years old. I still think he's got a lot to give. His three-point game has actually gotten better. Maybe if guys like Clay and Steph can teach him the ways, maybe he can elevate his game still even more. And the fact that they also got a, a first-round pick, too, uh, Golden State. And they know that they're probably going to get a top three pick this year. I, I think Golden State actually fleeced Minnesota here. People need to stop looking at Andrew Wiggins as the first overall savior of a franchise player. He's a nice third four option who'll get you around 20 points a game. I don't think he's a nice fit in Golden State. I agree with what you said. But being around that type of atmosphere, they went to the finals five straight years in a row. You have the, arguably the greatest shooter of all time. I don't see how being just in that locker room can help Andrew Wiggins. So on that side, I like it for him. I don't know what to expect, though, with the Timberwolves because Carl Anthony Towns is a terrible defensive player. He doesn't play D well at all. Um, I was looking at their starting five statistics, and with Towns, Culver, um, I think it was uh, Napier and a couple others, Wiggins was on that list. That they are the worst defensive team of all time. They average 119 points per game when those five are on. It's the worst defensive efficiency team ever. So getting D'Lo, a guy that does not play defense that well at all. I know it's all about chemistry, and these guys are best buddies, and you know you want to play together. But at the end of the day, when it comes to winning, you got to play some sort of defense, and. Uh, that's not in this culture in Minnesota. So I think they need to go out and they need to get someone. They traded Jimmy Butler. Um, he, I, I guess that when all was said and done, maybe Jimmy wasn't the cancer after all. So I don't know. The, like we were talking about, the more we think about it, the more we were starting to kind of appreciate Jimmy Butler in that he was a great teammate. And uh, he, he wanted to do whatever it took to win. He went to Towns and said, listen, you're being too soft in these, in these warm-up drills, whatever, these games. I want you to pick it up. You're a first overall pick. Let's go. And, uh, yeah, I, I like to trade more for the for the Warriors. Um, D'Lo's a hell of a player, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to playing a complete game. And those two guys, they have all the skill in the world. They don't play, they don't play enough defense. We're saying it before, and uh, well, Towns has his guy now. The one-two punch going forward, basically it's put up or shut up. And At this uh, point, yeah, he. This is his fourth, fifth year in the league. Yeah, it's getting to that point now. Like he's he's a superstar player in the league, but if if you're not dedicated on both sides of the court, then you're really not gonna. You're only gonna do so much damage. But you know, like I just said, he's got his guy. No more complaining. No more going to the media. No more talking <laughs> shit. Just play ball, buddy. I think they just need that one more piece. They need that one more player to to like. They should have went out and got Marcus Morris. Oh. That is the team that should have got Marcus Morris. They could pull an Iguodala and not play. That's that. what I see. That's <laughs> see that here. see that's what I'm thinking too. Uh, see that I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Basketball is completely different. If you go to somewhere, I'm not playing. Fuck that. Whereas <laughs> hockey, it's like anything. shit. That's <laughs> like going from Boston to Detroit. It's like oh, okay. It's like really? nah, I'm not doing that. Sitting out. <laughs> the hell with that. Uh, my knees bother me. Nah. Not yeah, supporting the team. Yeah. How about the 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 Marcus Morris trade? 
I like it for the Clippers. Again, they're going out, adding to their team. They just got rid of Harkles, but I don't even think they really need him now when you have uh, Montez Harrell, who's amazing, uh, Kawhi, Paul George, Beverly, you can be that role of a defensive guy, a pest, and then Lou Williams, everyone's favorite guy off the bench. And now you add Marcus Morris to that group. They're a deep team. They got a lot of depth now, and they didn't have to sacrifice too much. If you look at the Lakers, what they would have had to sacrifice to get a guy like that, <laughs> they don't have it because they traded everybody to the Pelicans for Anthony Davis. Kuzma. Doesn't really work out for them anymore. <laughs> what do you think of that trade? Does that put them over the Lakers? Uh, I, I thought they already were. But uh, I just <laughs> – I love how it started, though, when they brought up Morris was on the block, and they're like, oh, yeah, Clippers or Lakers, and that's it. And those are the only two options. But uh, Clippers, Knicks. Or no, it was Clippers, Lakers, or I'm staying with the Knicks. Yeah. Okay, all right, man. But, uh, yeah, he's been he's been shooting lights out with the Knicks. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the best from three this year. I, yeah, this definitely puts him over the top. The guy's a bulldog down low. He's They're a very deep team. This is only going to do wonders for them. I mean, they're so deep that Isaiah Thomas is now waived. Yeah. So do you think anyone picks him up? Maybe Boston. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool to that see him go back sure. to Boston. That would be a good fit. I'm going to say the Knicks. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's like what they did with D. Rose after all those injuries. The Knicks are like, yeah, D. Rose, yeah, come. Let's go. Come yeah, that's on. That's a name. A few extra seats in the crowd. Sure. That's a, that's actually a guy I was surprised that didn't get traded. Me and yeah. Alina were talking last week. We're like, yeah, we're yeah. like, oh, I think D. Rose is gone. And he did not move. So I think what they wanted was like a f- two firsts or a first for D. Rose. Yeah. Kuzma and another player because i think they just wanted if they're gonna get kuzma they want something more and detroit they don't really i don't like kuzma at all like i i don't see a lot out of him this is how many third fourth year it's his third year in the in the league but like ever since that big trade and it's like oh yeah you know uh we kept kuzma over ingram it's like yeah how's that how's that looking now See the type of guy he has to go to kind of like a bottom feeder team and get more playing time to show you more? Yeah, Yeah. he's not touching the ball enough. And (laughs) uh, what's he averaging, like 12 a game? Like That's that's abysmal. That's not good for him. On a team like that. He he dropped like 19 last year. And like last year he actually looked better at times than Ingram. But you told me that like this year. Like, no, I'd laugh in your face and be like, are you serious? It's because he dyed his hair. That's why. He's he's seen Vanessa Hutchins too. He's kind of he's preoccupied there. Uh-huh. So he's making a way around. Maybe Hollywood. he wants to go to the Knicks. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, how about uh, that? We didn't talk about Drummond. Oh, man. I don't think anyone did. <laughs> we didn't talk about Andre Drummond. I mean, I, we heard Atlanta for the longest time, but he went to another bottom team. He went to Cleveland. What are your thoughts on this? For me, this was kind of random. I didn't yeah. anticipate this I, at all. I don't even know why they even bothered. Like, you're Cleveland, you're out of the playoffs, you already have Kevin Love to deal with, and you go trade for Drummond. What are you going to accomplish? He's not going to stay in Cleveland. <laughs> what the fuck? He's going to free agency as soon as that like clock strikes midnight. He's out. He's not staying over there. He's going to play a few games with Kevin Love, give him some false hope, and then when he leaves, Kevin Love's going to go again around, throw his tantrum on the team, go and fight with the GM before they just buy him out. So I think this is just a lose-lose for everyone. Do you think they can entice him to stay, though? Because they have him and Tristan Thompson there. For me, he's literally hit, hit, the situation that he's a part of that he's in right now is exactly the same as Marcus Gasol with the Raptors. He got traded to the Raptors, and his contract—you look at it, and it's like, oh my God, this is murder. This is awful. And then, like, I guarantee you, the rest of the year he's going to be amazing for Cleveland. 
I guarantee you they're going to pass a couple teams now because Drummond's there. He's that good. Next year, you know what he's going to do? He's going to do exactly what Gasol and exactly what Millsap did this year. He's going to look at his contract and be like, $35 million next year. Oh, I'm going to waive that. Are you kidding me? I'm just going to – he's not going to waive it. He's going to he's gonna take yeah, the, the team option. Yeah. <laughs> so take the – be like, you know what? Uh, one more year. I'll, one more year in Cleveland. 35 mil. Okay, let's do it. That's what he's going to do. He's not going to free – maybe he'll go to free agency the year after. Oh, with Giannis? Yeah, with Giannis. And then when everyone strikes no on No one him. wants Drummond yeah. after that. I know his contract's up, but, like, he didn't even fetch really anything. Like, no. I thought at least a first would have gone – or not a fur because they're teams, but what was I, it a second and a? It was it was Brandon Knight who was a secondary point guard and John Henson a secondary center and a second round pick. So yeah, not a not a lot. And you saw Capella with the Rocket. It was kind of like they're kind of getting rid of him to move forward. That's I guess that kind of tells you something about the big men. No, today. but I feel like the Pistons like they're they're like where the Knicks were last year right now. Like they have no idea what the hell they're doing. Like, you have Derrick Rose's contract. That's a gift right now. You have Griffin, who they're keeping their fingers crossed that he's fully healthy by June. He's a great player. I think Blake Griffin, please, I don't think they should get rid of him. I think, I think you should maybe. Drop the trade. They're going to try and. Rebuild. Maybe, yeah. If anything, you got to maybe try and trade him at the, at the draft maybe. But, yeah, if I'm them, I'm fully blowing it up i'll play i'll maybe make guys like dumboya canard like they'll play a lot more you know just make them see playing time and improve on their confidence but you like look at their team it's just like poor Dwayne casey like what are you coaching you're coaching nothing it's back to square one and they're still like what are they 10th 11th in the east or not even in they're, yeah they're not even like <laughs> bottom yeah, they're, they're making the top 10 drop it's gonna, picks it's gonna take a few years over there yeah, right now I'd say they're kind of like Columbus and like if you kind of like they're Columbus in the NHL or in the NBA. Sorry, ah, I don't even know. Actually, I don't know. Maybe not because Columbus all of a sudden's freaking winning too. Elvis over yeah, there, it's a stud. Fucking Elvis, <laughs> fuck him, asshole. Okay, but we'll just talk one more, a uh, couple more trades. Igudala trade. That was a fat yeah. trade, big one. Um, we actually just saw him on ESPN the other week. <laughs> it was pretty funny. He was doing all, oh, yeah, you know, I think this. I think the Clippers this, that. Uh, he's now a part of the Miami Heat. Alino, you like the trade? Do you not like the trade? Did they give up way too much? They gave up a couple young guys just to get Iguodala. It goes pretty fair because uh, looking at Memphis, he wasn't even playing with them. So no, they no. got a pretty good package for a guy who never even suited up for them. So you can get Justice Winslow in there. Dion Waiters off the bench because he's not going to outdo John Morant. That's not mm, happening. No. Uh, you got uh, that. I think Justice Winslow's a perfect fit for Memphis. Got Jonas Valanciunas there, Morant, and now you got Justice Winslow developing JV. more. I like their uh, group. I just don't think they're at that level just yet. But next year, after everybody gets another year under their belt and they target some more free agents for their core, well, now that they know what they have in Morant, I think they're going to be a team to watch. I would love for them to squeeze in, though, and then play the Lakers in the first round just so they can early on get that experience. I'm calling it now. They're ready now. I think the Pelicans are just a little bored. Zion gets in there. I want to see that matchup against the Lakers because you got Lonzo, you got Ingram, and then Zion. That would be fun. I I wouldn't be surprised if they make it this year, like they squeeze in, because John Morant has just been – They've been there all year. He's been incredible all year. Like, if he's not rookie of the year right now, 
I don't really I don't have anybody else winning rookie of the year. Imagine it's Zion not even it's not even Harris. close. It's not. It's not Zion. It's not even close. It'll be a distant second. Yeah. Like but, uh, right now, yeah, Memphis is in eighth, and the only team that's behind them, three and a half back, is Portland. So that's a tough one too. Again, New Orleans, they they've they're climbing now. They're in eleventh. So I can easily see like maybe like instead of Memphis sliding, I could see OKC sliding maybe. Yeah. But I I think John Morant's for real, man. I think I think the rebuild is done. I think it's over already. He's that good. Nice little year. What we were just talking about, Iguodala. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Iguodala. Um, but um, yeah, he hasn't played all year, so the question is like, what's he gonna be like when he steps on the court? But just for his experience and him with the Warriors and you know going to the finals all those years, like. It's only going to help them. I, I think the Crowder is probably the most underrated oh, yeah, player that got dealt that day. Yeah, he's so, amazing. It's a good, good day for the Heat. It's kind of like you're trading Winslow for Crowder, if you think about it. They're kind of similar. Winslow's a little younger. But Winslow, again, the injuries just yeah. – they've taken over. So maybe that's why Miami was like, okay, you know what? If we want to get Iguodala, we're in win-now mode. We also have Duncan Robinson and Hero, so that – Got rid of waiters in the process. Yeah. <laughs> That contract's that contract's awful, man. He's getting paid like, I think it's twelve or fifteen mil, just to to, to smoke weed and do nothing. And eh, God, that must Poor, be nice. Damn. Um, but another like James Johnson's another guy where he, when he was a Raptor, I loved him. He was a great two way guy, and I feel like he could be that perfect veteran type guy for like a Jaron Jackson on Memphis. You can go there and just be like, hey man, you know, keep doing your thing, keep. Uh, you know, improving your stroke from three because Jaron Jackson, you know, he was very raw getting drafted, but he already has that three-point shot. John Morant is just, he's a human highlight reel. I, I see a mix of D. Rose and Westbrook when I watch him. He's just... So is it safe to say that team's the surprise of the year? It, it's between them and OKC. And yeah. so the seventh, eighth seed. And yeah. if it's not, well, like everyone wants to say Miami, but I, I kind of want to say OKC because... Everyone was writing off Chris Paul. Oh, he's shit. He's washed up. And Gilgis nope. isn't that yeah. good. And Gilgis is a fucking star. So um, I'll say I'll say them for now. What about the Raptors then? Because they didn't make a move. Uh, Matt Thomas and uh, Terrence Davis tearing it up. Their team is starting to get healthy again. Where do you see this team? Because they got 15 in a row. Set some Canadian sports records. And uh, it doesn't look like they're slowing down. So where is this team going to be now come playoff time? I mean, if Milwaukee didn't have an 86% winning record, um, then we would easily be in first place right now, or we'd be like two games behind them. We're six behind them. I don't know. Like they're they're 46 and seven. It's just that's that's absurd. Um, but the Raps, I think, you know, though it goes back to the saying, what's you know what's not broke don't fix you know like you just keep the same the same team what's not broke you don't fix it you know thomas davis we've battled injuries all year and yet we're 40 and 14 siakam long term van fleet long term abaca long term powell long term all these guys have been out long term and yet we're still winning i i think it's safe to say our bench is the best bench in basketball and it's safe to say that we absolutely stole hollis jefferson he was a great pickup and yeah, I, I love this team. Again, like I said, if Milwaukee wasn't as hot as they are, I could see us finishing first this year in the Eastern Conference. But come playoff time, I know ESPN guys, they really don't have faith. I still have faith. The one team I just don't want to face 
is the Boston Celtics. Rondé put up 20 playing center last night. 21, yeah. <laughs> 21 and 10, something like that. But, uh, God, I, I pray to God we finish in that second spot because everything is just so tight and nothing against uh, the Magic or whoever is right below there, but I, I really don't want to play Philly in the Pacers in the first round. So if the Raps can maintain what they're doing, hopefully they finish in that second spot and not have a layup, but have an easier first-round matchup. Probably the best if they finish in second. When you look at the East, everyone wants to finish first, but the way everything's set up, be Philly, Boston, and then uh, Milwaukee's dirt. You can give them a bye. They're not going to lose on the first Well, right now it would be Miami-Philly, and that would be amazing seeing Jimmy Butler go up against Philly. That'd be fun. Like, but Philly confuses me because at home they have the best record in the M- in the NBA, twenty four and two, twenty four and two at home, and they're nine and nineteen away. What what is that? How are you that bad? Coaching <laughs> on the road. We need a new head coach. Like like tw- <laughs> you're twenty four and two at home. I don't know what's in I don't know what's in Philly. I don't know what's so special about Philly, but you've only lost two all all year. And then you're nine and nineteen away. Can't be trusted on the road. I don't know. Where yeah, what going. is that? That's just that's a stat I'm looking at. That's just that's confusing. That's that's a weird stat. They also get blown out by teams ahead of them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> they, do. <laughs> they do. You're right. Every time they're yeah, if they're away, I watch one game. I think they lost by like thirty-two. I'm like, what the fuck? This isn't Philly. Come on, we're. Where's Embiid? Where's Simmons? You know, where's Harris? Where did you all... see Giannis and Embiid go one on one the other day? Did that? Did Giannis bully him? It, like, it's not fair because it's Giannis, but <laughs> just watching it, I'm like, oh man, this. If Philly's fortunate enough to make it that far, I, I honestly like five games tops. It's like the Philly of five years ago we're watching, when they're on the road, the team that won like nine games. What is their problem though? What do you think is their problem? Is it Simmons' shooting ability, or is it something more than that? Must be more him and Embiid. I think it's definitely yeah. the leadership. Who's the leader there? Horford. It's uh, not Ben Simmons or Joel yeah. Embiid. It should be though. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, Trust the process it, was based off of those two players it and also, faults. Uh, it doesn't help that Horford and Harris aren't having the years that is expected of them. Yeah, Horford has not been that good. It sucks, but I don't really know, man. Embiid has been great he hasn't been that leader but again he's not gonna play 80 games he's gonna play like 65 and Simmons like we were talking about before Bruce Brown wants him to shoot threes every game and he's still not even looking at the rim I don't know if that's confidence or he has to fix that um but do you guys think maybe at the draft do you, do you see Philly making a big move as in what? what would like they... franchise make and move because they've been rolling with the same core for like four years now and it hasn't worked. The blueprint is not working. Ben Simmons has to start shooting threes if they want to see anything change. I'm still not like count canceling them out because they were only a shot away from going to the fucking finals. That was a team with Jimmy Butler though. That was, you're right. But again... Um, they're 20 like there's something is going right with this team. They're 24 and 2 at home. There's something going right with them. But it's weird. Man. When they're when they're on, they're scary, but when they're off, oh my god. <laughs> like they're bad. I think they need to decide if they if they're going to make a huge move whose team this is. 
and beat or Simmons, and then you could, I guess, start over and then build around those guys. I'm I'm sorry. I think it's Embiid's team. I don't think it's regardless Simmons of who. Team. Just make the yeah. fucking decision and start over because it's like they're great but players. I feel, and they'll put up the stats. I feel them. like Bruce Brown doesn't have the balls to like actually sit down with them and be like, okay, can you guys talk out your differences? Talk out you know your roles, whatever. Embiid, you're you're upset that Simmons isn't shooting. You're upset that he's not passing you the ball. Because apparently the, what I'm getting, what I'm hearing is Embiid wants to shoot more threes, and he can't because he's too busy being in the paint all the time. And apparently they don't space the floor enough for him. I think he needs to get in better shape. That too, because he's a friggin' galoot. Because a guy like Embiid shouldn't be taking 13 threes a game. You're huge. <laughs> dry, like, take the three if you have the shot, but that shouldn't be your go-to when you're 7'1", fucking almost 300 pounds. <laughs> That's just my opinion. No, he is a big guy. Yeah. Yeah, he, sh- he wants to be like Porzingis. He wants to take like 12 threes a game. <laughs> like, I'll be a small forward. I'll be in the corner. That's that's the other thing that pisses me off with Ben Simmons. You're a point guard, small forward. And in this day and age, if you're a point guard and you can't shoot a three, you're not in the league. So something's got to give here, man. You got to start looking around and being like, okay, guys like Dwight Howard, guys like Steven Adams are trying to shoot threes. Why can't I even look at the basket? Like, what the hell's wrong with this guy's confidence? This guy went first overall. You're one of the most freakish athletes I've ever seen. See how jacked he is? See when he drives? Legit can do everything except he, shoot the three. He, I, I, I was watching this guy play defensively the other day. This guy is one of the best defensive players in the game. He's a fucking all-star and he can't shoot. What he can't tell shoot. You he can't shoot. His offense is literally limited. Capital L, limited. Like, he'll drop, what, 15 a game? Whereas, he'll go, what, 6 of 11 from the free throw line. He won't even make 70% of them. And then he'll shoot, like, 8 of 11 from the field. What does he shoot from the field, usually? Like, 70%? Because they're all in the paint? <laughs> like, they're I all layups? that's a little... Yeah. He misses a lot of layups. He, I don't know, man. They should make him a small forward, bring right. in a playmaker, point guard, and... Settle it like that. You know what I'm doing? I'm picking up Isaiah Thomas. He's your starting point guard. He could friggin' space out the floor. Simmons, small forward. I will say, uh, I think it was last week when Embiid missed a couple games and, MB- and uh, Simmons put up like, he triple-doubled like 35, 20, and whatever it was. Like the, the couple games that Embiid <laughs> but missed and Simmons yeah. took over and like that's what he does. Like that was, I don't know, that was kind of telling for me. Yeah, but that's what he does though. That's how athletic he is. He will do that. That's what I'm saying though. You got to... One's got to go. Make the that's decision. What, yeah, but that's what I mean. You gotta, you gotta make. Yeah, you gotta make a decision. It's like, are you gonna go with the big guy that can shoot the threes and he's one of the most freakish centers you've ever seen offensively, or are you going with the defensive, freakishly gifted athlete like a Westbrook kind of? Because if uh, if you're Philly though, let's say you choose Embiid, are you comfortable building your team around a guy that has already missed like almost two years and yeah. he's been a pro for five years maybe? I'm only taking him because, again, like, you need a guy that shoots. And I know, like, there's athletes out there, and Westbrook's turned it around, too. Like, look what he's doing. He's not shooting threes as much anymore. He's going and he's driving. He's aver- He's been averaging, like, 30 a game now. He's been taking over, and that's what he does. I feel like Bruce Brown is not letting Ben Simmons do what he does. But I feel like Bruce Brown is going in the dressing room every night and saying, you didn't take a three last night. I want you to shoot threes. And maybe that's getting in his head and it's making him worry. It's like, oh, like, I don't want to upset my teammates. So I feel like there's a lot going on in Ben Simmons' mind. 
if Joel Embiid is going out and saying, I want him to pass me the ball, you know, I'm not shooting enough threes. And then there's guys like Bruce Brown saying, oh, no, I want you to shoot the three, not pass the pass it. So, yeah, there's a lot of things. I, I feel like a lot of people don't give Ben Simmons credit. And uh, he's in a tough he's in a tough spot right now. I feel like every superstar gets out of it. He can try and improve. Um, but, yeah, man, first things first. In this day and age, you need a shot. And, yeah, that's for me, that's my only flaw. That's only that's his only flaw to his game. Come on. Let's think about it here. You just told me he dropped 38 or 35, 20, and like 10. Like, he missed two games and he went off. It was yeah. hilarious. It's like <laughs> Simmons is not the problem. It's his shooting that's the yeah. problem. And that's literally it. And that's what's sad about it. Very simple. Uh, very very easy thing to to improve on. And I guess it's just hasn't worked because we've seen faults even improve on his shot. And we didn't think that would happen. So I, I don't I know. He was on film. What about Alino? What, just, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Because I'm still yeah. puzzled. He's been in the league for four years now, Simmons. Can't shoot. If it's uh, not working in this playoffs, especially with the way, the way the East is, where Milwaukee's just that top-heavy team, and the Raptors, who beat them last year with Kawhi, now this year, and you can't get past uh, any of them to go to the final, I think this is going to be the last year we see those two together. I think it is. What would you do if they traded Embiid for Booker? I'd probably laugh. Because <laughs> I feel like Devin Booker and Simmons would be, like, perfect together right now. If you, like, do two pairings right now, those are the two that are just... And it's unstop- it's unstoppable. Would you slide Horford back into the five spot then? and then? I'd have either, yeah, Horford starting or he's the sixth. Yeah, that'd be tough. Can you imagine Booker and Simmons? You could just have Simmons just, just drive and <laughs> feed him, and he doesn't have to worry about taking threes. Just have Devin Booker take all of them. There it is. It's a good one. And then Aiden and uh, Embiid tearing it up in Phoenix. <laughs> With uh, oh, Kelly shit. Oubre. Oh, there you go. Big three. But yeah, I don't. I really don't know what to think. I, I still think Boston is the team to, to watch. Jalen Brown and Tatum, they're, they're stars. I was surprised they didn't go after a center. They're stars, man. No, Daniel Thies, I like him a lot. On any capacity, just for like some extra depth. Yeah, yeah, like a Baines. Like, like a getting, getting him back would have been, I think... Like, when I saw Drummond go to Cavs, I'm like, okay, Thompson to Boston. Like, 100%. <laughs> apparently, they called for him, and apparently the price was too high. So, they wanted Langford and Hayward, I think, for Thompson. Oh, and they like, hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm actually surprised that Boston and Toronto and Milwaukee, they all didn't make any moves. But, again, you're at the top of the East. Yeah. I guess don't really make, don't have to make a move. They make moves to try to catch you. Yeah. There it is. Well, again, the Raps, I mean, our whole team is, like, undrafted. So yeah, pretty much. Whoever is doing our scouting, Messiah Jury, man, that guy, he's a legend. The Knicks wanted him. Too bad. You're no, not getting him. No. <laughs> give us three first-rounders, then we'll give you him. <laughs> and R.J. Barrett. And R.J. Barrett. <laughs> I'd, actually, I don't even want R.J. Barrett. <laughs> Canadian I don't even want RJ. Canadian kid. We, gotta take we have Van Fleet. I don't want RJ Barrett. Just, just keep them all there. Give us the picks. <laughs> I actually want to see though where Isaiah Thomas ends up. Because they waived him. No, he's not. No, he's not out of the league yet. He's not that bad. He Big is three. not that bad. I'm honestly saying the Knicks. <laughs> I think Celtics. And if it doesn't work out and he gets injured again, we'll see him this summer in the Big Three. <sighs> oh man, I really hope not. But again, you know, yeah, you never know. Um, I guess, Alina, you want to talk about the, the All-Star game? Oh, yeah. Aaron Gordon 
slam dunk contest. He's coming back. Zach Levine, not in the slam dunk contest. He that chose guy. the three-point contest. That guy. How pissed are you that we're not going to see that again? I'm actually happy because uh, I want to see Zach Levine be the first person to win both. So I want to see that happen. He's a troll, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he kind of did troll because he wasn't, like, declining it at first. He's like, yeah, we'll see. We'll see uh, the participants. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I decline. But – I'll go to the three points. Like, okay, man. Just stringing us along. Yeah. I hope Aaron Gordon shows up, absolutely tears it up in Chicago and be like, yeah, your hometown player over here, Zach Levine. But if he went on the court, he wouldn't be able to do that. Just goad him into it and then see if he goes on the court. It's very wrestling. I like <laughs> it, it. I like it. I feel, I, feel like it, I feel like at the end of the day, I don't know why, I feel like Dwight Howard's winning it. No. I just feel like it's going to be Dwight's night. I think he's going to hit his head on the... Uh, you know why? <laughs> no, nah, it's going to... It's definitely going to... He's Okay, the first dunk is going to be good. The second dunk's going to be great. And then the third dunk, he's going to put on the Kobe jersey. Yeah, and then Kobe. that's going to just get an automatic 50. Unless and Aaron there, Gordon there. tears his ACL going up to the <laughs> basket. I don't see Dwight Howard beating him. All I know is Pat Connaughton. I love him. But there is no... Like, when he got accepted into the dunk contest, I'm like, you really have nobody else? Like, you couldn't get Caruso here? Like or Vince. Can you Don't imagine Caruso yeah. in it? That'd be jokes. He was top 10 in voting. I don't know yeah. why they didn't... Put Taco Fall in it. 7-7. Seven, just get seven. Him a seat in the crowd. Don't even have him in the game. <laughs> just stand on the thing. I dunk. Boom. Taco Fall? What would yeah. you think that would get out of 50? Probably a... 50 out of yeah. 50? Yeah, probably First perfect. dunk of 50. Whoa, like he didn't 20. jump! <laughs> Are you kidding me? He I've got never that on the seen first that. Attempt, Kenny got that on the first attempt. <laughs> Just, yeah, that'd be actually that'd be pretty funny. Uh, who's in the three point? It's Harris, uh, Levine. Yeah, Levine's in it. I think Booker's in it. Uh, is K Law? K Law's in the All Star game. This might be a wash. Though. There's no Curry. There's no Thompson. There's no KD. There's no. Uh, I don't think it's Harden in it this year. Yeah, I think he's in the three point. Yeah. He has to be. If Curry and Thompson were in it, then it'd be more interesting because then you can see, okay, these actually are the best three point guys going at it. But with those two out, is it really a win for whoever does it? I mean, is Devonte Graham in it? I think he's in the three point contest. Oh man, yeah. the time for people to shine then. Yeah. Marcus Morris. Well deserved. Yeah. I think he, I think he has to be in it this year. He's he's shooting like forty five percent. That's Lowry is he in it? No, I don't think so. I all I know is for the was it the skills? Derek Rose he, he pulled out of it. He's not in it. Oh anymore. yeah, say that's safe. I don't want him to hurt himself going around doing too many dangles. The Pascal fuck? Siakam's in it. What the fuck would he hurt though? <laughs> I uh, never know going around in circles and then the throwing in that tire thing that they do. What if he hurts a shoulder arm? Happens when you least expect it. Yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> Protect them at all costs. <laughs> it's gotten to that point, eh, yeah. with Derrick Rose. Well, it's safe to say that Team LeBron is way better than Team Giannis. It's like not even close. Well, yeah. we, th- th- I thought it was Team. I thought it was East versus West this year. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, no, we're doing a draft again. I'm like, but why? You just had the starting five as, like, east and west. Did you watch the draft? No. Did you see our boy, our boy Giannis yeah. took Spicy P one pick over Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> Giving the Raps some love here. Wow, that's... Andy took Kyle Lowry, coached by Nick Nurse. There's going to be some heavy tampering over there. Masai Ujiri better go in. Go into the locker room be like, I'm just here to talk to my players. Don't worry. Oh, Giannis, by the way, do you know that we have something here? Do you want to come for a second? 
contract offer under the table. Nice briefcase. And uh, tell them two more years, that briefcase can is be this, Is this written in the walls then? It's <laughs> kind of so. looking like that. He takes Siakam over Kawhi, and then he we have Nick Nurse too as the coach. I don't know. It's looking pretty good right now. Can you imagine we get Giannis? Giannis <laughs> and Siakam. And the other Good guys luck. would be on veteran minimums by then? Anyone, everyone else, <laughs> don't give a fuck. <laughs> Lowry, well, well, maybe Van Fleet, too, we'd have. That's put, the big three. Davis and Matty Ice up there. If you have Jonathan Siakam, I don't give a fuck. I don't. You, <laughs> Matt Thomas, you're starting. You're, you're a starting shooting guard. Who cares? You're, you're good. Matt Thomas, that guy grinds it out, eh? You can dribble? Okay, you're in the starting lineup. Don't <laughs> good, worry. Good enough. I still can't believe they took Siakam over Leonard. But I th- No, but I'm pretty sure that was confirmed, no? Like, that's the starting five on each side, I'm pretty sure. I think so. Yeah. Because why would he take Siakam over Leonard? I don't, I don't. He knows how to build a team. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking Kawhi first. If I'm doing that, I'm taking Kawhi first, or I'm taking Harden or Doncic. I'm not taking fucking – who did he take with the second pick, Embiid? Well, I think Embiid was first. Yeah, Embiid was first, and then Siakam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, I'm not doing that. And then that. he went fucking Kawhi and Doncic on the other side. Yeah, that's not fair. Um, Very entertaining, though. Yeah. Who do you guys think is going to be the breakout at the All-Star game? There's always that one guy that kind of – he shows out. I'll say Doncic this year. I think he'll show out this year. I'm going to say Kyle Lowry because he's a bulldog and no one's going to see it coming. (laughs) How many points he dropped? 24? Everyone's going to be loafing and he's going to fucking charge the rim. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like last year how they actually played. Do you remember that? LeBron, I remember – I think it was before the game. Like, yeah, we're going to do it differently this year. The last couple years it's just been – you know, a joke, and yeah. they actually play defense. And Pull up from the logo. <laughs> if it's like, if it's gonna actually be a game, I'm very excited. If it's not, I think they said like each quarter is kind of like its own game, and then they combine the score at the end and plus like plus 24, 24. and then that's the game. So the trailing team has to come back from maybe like a 10, 15 point deficit to win that. It's, I, a, little, it's a little confusing. Yeah, I think they're playing three quarters this year. I think it's three, and then the fourth, they just yeah. add 24 to each team. Each so it's like a tie. Is worth, the fourth uh, is a tie. 10 grand, I think? 20, something like that? I'm, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's confusing this year yeah. with with Kobe. It's kind of confusing, but we got to wait and see what happens. I think LeBron James is going to gonna outlast a lot of people here. I think he's going to show off that he's not washed up. Well, he already has kind of shown everyone he's not washed. He's averaging almost 11 assists a game. That's solid. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Oh, yeah, King of the Court. Remember, there it uh, is. CJ McCollum brought that up, how uh, he proposed it as something to freshen up the All-Star weekend. I'd like to see that. Maybe even on a Friday night you have that, and then the Saturday night skills. Sunday night you have the All-Star game, and then the Thursday night they push up that celebrity bullshit and <laughs> alumni joining them. When Stephen A's coaching, because, yeah, because Stephen A's been putting the time in the lead to coach, so... Might as well do that. I wouldn't mind seeing that on a Friday night. I don't know who would win that. That'd be yeah. That'd be pretty awesome. And whoever wins get a huge endorsement deal because then they can say I'm the best one-on-one player in the league. Maybe even give them the pro wrestling thing, give them a the little crown, <laughs> <laughs> and the winner gets the like charity thing or something out of it. Make it more enticing for them. Maybe like a million or actually not a million, like five million if you win. <laughs> a little different in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still think it's going to either be Westbrook or Kawhi, I'll say, wins it all. If it's not Kawhi, I'll say Westbrook. If it's not those two, got to give it to Giannis. Guy's a freak. Giannis and beat one-on-one. 
I'll say Giannis bullies him. Someone's he's got to give it to him. He's got to learn the hard way. I feel like Embiid is not quick enough. That's why he's got to learn the hard way. <laughs> he'll he'll get dunked on hard, and Embiid will be like, "My knee, I I hurt it." You want to really stir it up? Simmons versus Embiid, round one. <laughs> oh, Simmons is. Uh, and then after whoever wins that, you know the bragging rights in the dressing room. You want to tear up a team? That's how you start <laughs> with Bruce one. with the president courtside. Yeah. Loser, bye. You're done. <laughs> Winner gets to stay. Loser leaves town. Oh, by the way, another thing we got to talk about before we go off is Kyle Lowry. This guy shows him love. He passed Vince Carter, third all-time. Can he pass DeMar DeRozan? Can he pass Chris Bosh, you think? It's another, like, 1,000 to go. Yes. He's retiring a Raptor all those years. No, probably not. But it's a it's a phenomenal. Uh, Chris Bosh balled out here, by the way. I did not think he would be second all-time. I thought he'd be, like, fourth. Well, it helps when you're the only player that can play and shoot. Yeah, and everyone else is fucking. Chris Bosh to Mo Pete and Solid seven years of yeah. him being the guy. Oh, yeah. He averaged, what, 20 and five of the seven? Something. Second best player, Andrea Barnia. So I think Lowry's locked in that third spot, but just to be in that company, that that's awesome stuff there. Siakam will eventually pass them all. Yeah. Hopefully. If he stays, yeah. Yeah, Siakam will probably pass Lowry in like two years. <laughs> <laughs> Watch him next year drop like 30 a game. He'll pass Can you imagine he's that good? Can you see him being that good? 30 a game? Like, tw- like yeah, like like 28 a game. Like Maybe a little bit under. I yeah. think he'll be a he'll be an all star a few times. He's going to be our best player going forward. It's going to be awesome watching him develop. It already has been. He's oh yeah, he, so much. His spin move is unguardable in the paint. Two years ago, it's crazy where he was. You know, at the four spot the too. Yeah. When you look around the league, it's there, always a mismatch. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of solid power forwards. Like, and hey, nice move around like that. Like the tier for power forward, it's very slim. Like you have like the Davis, and then you have like the Siakam, and then. Sabonis. Like love and yeah, like those guys under it. Yeah, the four spots a tough position to kind of get someone really, really premium there, and that's why I think the Lakers have something special there with AD. Yeah, for now. I don't know if they could beat the Clippers though. Now that they got Morris, but I don't know. Is there anything else? Yeah, there's a. Uh, if they do do something similar with like a king of the court, oh, I want to see an alumni game. Like they, the thing I don't like about the NBA, that I think the NHL does a good job about it, is they bring up the history of the league and they really honor those guys. I think the NBA, it's kind of like, okay, once you're out of the league, they'll bring them all like once in a while. Like, oh, that guy played like 10 years or something. He got like 20 points or whatever. But guys who can still play, see him in the big three, like some of those guys that can like move around a bit. Joe Johnson. Yeah, give him some shine. Give him one game. Maybe even bring out... Like Shaq for a game. I think that would be cool. Barkley. Like just one game. It's like you have to see them in shape or whatever. Just something for fans to say, oh, I saw Shaquille O'Neal play. And I saw Kenny like shoot a three or something. I saw MJ at 60 years old come out and get like 10 points or something. I think it would be fun for fans. Thinking about it now. And for hockey, they do it like yearly, multiple times a year. (laughs) They'll do these charity games. And even before the games, and they bring out like, oh, this was the Leafs team from uh, from 1970 or whatever. And they bring out the roster and like the Winter Classic. It's a cool little thing. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when they when I went to the Centennial Classic, they showed, I think it was like the top Detroit and Toronto players, and uh, there were a couple big names like that they brought up. Like they brought up Red Kelly, they brought up Steve Eiserman, like a lot of, and they were all there. Like they were way. I was like, oh shit, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, if the NBA did that, that'd be that'd be pretty big. Like Shaq and Barkley, because these guys are all care like. 
NHL players are not like really characters. Like they're not gonna be like, oh, you know, like, you know what I mean. Like they're not like that. It's Whereas Shaq, he'll have you crying of laughter, and he's like forty. What is he? Like almost fifty years old now, or he is fifty. I don't know. I don't know how old he is. Fuck, I'm old too. Uh, like the thing that really pains me is seeing Tim Duncan on the sidelines. Like he just looks really old, and I just look at him and I'm like, man, I saw you dominate for years. And now, like I'm watching this San Antonio team, and they're just so awful. <laughs> can bring him in nice. for an alumni, Timmy Duncan. Get Ginobili and Parker. There it is, the big three. Yeah. That's all. That's all that matters. How? What would you do? How about you do that big three versus the Celtics big three? Oh, Paul Pierce would probably say he has uh, yeah. torn his ACL. Yeah. And he has to go to the wash. He'd definitely be. Like, he'd off. be like, wait, who am I guarding? Oh, I don't want to guard Ginobili. <laughs> He's in a Euro step all over me. I don't want to do that. Yeah, but anything is possible. You got uh, Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman out there. Oh, my God. What's Rodman doing now? <laughs> that would be something. Well, I don't want to know what he looks like. But a guy like that, you'd see him in the media every day. That's what I, I know, right? <laughs> like You don't hear from him that much anymore. I think he's in the weed business with Mike Tyson. I would not dispute that. <laughs> and then there's uh, – well, last time I saw him, he was on Eric Andre. And, or, no, I, I think I, was it a oh, roast? Shit. Well, he was on recently on uh, on the jump like oh, a month yeah, ago. Oh yeah, he actually goes on that. Other than that, with I McGrady and Pippen. Idea. Yeah, I like I like Paul Pierce on the jump. He's pretty funny. He, he kind of he's very biased with himself. He's a kind of a he's biased towards Boston. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's so cocky. I love it. Like I remember when they brought up Harden, he's like, oh, uh, Rachel was like, oh, Pierce, you think you could do that? He's like, yeah, I think I could have done that if I was as good as like getting fouls as he was. I'm like, okay, all right, man. The only thing, the only guy on those shows that defend the fucking Raptors. Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose and Jay Williams. No one else. <laughs> oh, yeah. J- Jay Williams, he's such a pro. I love him, man. Like, all the guys would be like, yeah, the Raps, I don't think they have anything. You know, I don't I don't have faith in this team without Kawhi. And then Jay would be like, hold on a second. They've won 12 in a row. What are you saying? <laughs> like, like, they did a special on Philly, and they're, they're talking about, like, the best teams in the East. And they're like, oh, after Milwaukee, it's Boston and Philly and yeah. the Heat. And they stop and – how do you not put the Raptors in there? Just on a fucking 15-game win streak. I think it was the same video. It was after 12 in a row. I'm like, how the fuck? Like, honestly? Yeah, I know. I was like, Defending what? champs, too? Like, yeah. No respect. Yeah, no respect at all. Like, the, even uh, I remember when Siakam was announced as a starter. Remember Barkley? Oh, he's yeah. like, he's like, I don't care. I love Siakam. I love Toronto. They, you know, they're, they're coming off a high. But I think Butler is way better than Siakam. I think he's starting. And then Shaq was just kind of looking at him. He's like... Is Butler a small forward though? And then he's like, I don't know, is he? And he's like, he's like, I, I think I would have had Siakam in that position. And then, like, yeah, I've only seen Jay, Jalen, and Shaq kind of defend the Raptors. Nobody else. Which I don't know if it's because it's ESPN and it's American. I don't. I really have no idea. I hope that's not why. I really hope that's not why. But we're we're, we're loving people. We're Canadian. We like our hockey and basketball just as much as americans do so spread it out yeah there it is kyle lowry's a fucking god <laughs> <laughs> he's better than simmons and it on that yeah yeah so is that it for today want to quickly uh talk about some wrestling rumors okay <laughs> don't don't br- no don't <laughs> sorry i'm going with this <laughs> nostalgia mania let's go wrestlemania is in tampa Somebody recently had his 10th back surgery. 10 rods, you know, tightened up. Oh, my God. Hulkster. Hulkster. How? <laughs> Running wild at Mania. Oh. Along with Sting, Undertaker, Edge, and uh, Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg. 
How excited are you for this? Nostalgia Mania. Part, tw- what is this, part 12 now? Yeah, I was going to say 33. I feel like I can't even, I'm, I'm getting kind of mad thinking about it. Like Hogan came out five years, no, six years ago. Wasn't even wrestling six years ago. What the fuck makes you think this guy's going to be clear to wrestle six years after? Six years ago, he couldn't even say the Superdome. And now you're telling me you're going to put him in a marquee match at WrestleMania six years later when how old is he now? Like 71? He's just a late 60s. He's up there. Yeah. There is absolutely no way I am all in for this. I do not care how long you've been watching wrestling. If I'm watching WrestleMania, I'm sitting on my ass already for eight hours. That's too fucking long. And I'm looking at the screen and I see Hulk Hogan do a leg drop. I'm looking at I'll be, I'll call my dad. Be like, hey, dad. Yeah, I'm 25. How, you're, yeah, you're 60. I know. Yeah, I know, dad. You're old. Yeah, remember Hulk Hogan? Yeah, he's wrestling right now. Oh, oh is he? Did he break his hip yet? Nope, but I'm going to watch him right now. Does the leg drop, breaks his hip. I feel like Vince McMahon does not give a shit about the human body. He does not give a shit how old you are. He'll go to Undertaker. Yeah, you're good, right? You're good, right? You, you, you go out there. <laughs> Wait, what? I, I, I'm sorry, Vince. I'm retired. Oh, no. How old are you? Like 61? Yeah, okay. You can go another fucking seven years, right? Barely passed the impact test. Got up like Matt Hardy on one knee. Oh, no, you're good. Get in there. Get Literally. In the like, I feel like they do that. Like, Goldberg will come back. He'll do, like, a couple bicep curls. He'll see his fucking... Vince will walk by, see his veins. Oh, oh, you're still good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Oh, so you're yeah okay you're good okay we'll put you up against an up and comer you'll face uh, Undertaker he's an up and comer okay you'll face him at Super Show I don't know I don't know man I really have I'm trying to be funny here I'm trying to be as entertaining as I can be this is it's not okay that's all I'm gonna say it's not okay well who's he gonna face <laughs> I would say is it John Cena are you gonna have that big fantasy match that everyone wants I think it will either be teaming with John Cena because uh, Hogan the last time he was involved in something physical was uh, Wrestlemania 31 when he was barely throwing punches at X-Pac who oh was selling like God. crazy for him and he still barely made that work so I'm thinking tag match with Cena if it's a single match King Corbin and Corbin beats him in three minutes how mad would you be if uh, Edge and Hogan teamed up? I don't think, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't be a fan. No comment. No comment. Let's no relive comment. this four-month little rivalry we had back in 02. Another name. At that point, bring Vince McMahon back. Like, literally. We'll do Hogan and Vince. Oh, part two? Yeah. There it is. WrestleMania 19 what, eight year, Yeah, what was it? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, 2003. <laughs> there it is. 17 years There it later. is. 17 years in the making. Man. Do it. But guess what? Piper can't come back. He's in heaven. So think about it. Bret Hart can come out and fuck up Hulk Hogan. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to drop to me? Boom. One last time. Watch it be Shawn Michaels. Oh, sweet chin music. So Nostalgia Mania again. Yeah. Oh, I did forget Triple H because, you know, he has his 45-minute allotment time for Mania every year. You got to have that. The 20-minute entrance. At least. 40-minute match. Longest match on the card, even last year, over everyone else. So, Alino, I just want your. What do you think of when you hear all this, though? It pisses me off in a little bit because I think you should only do that at Super Showdown, where the crowd actually wants to see that and cater to that market. But if it's WrestleMania, leave it at one. You don't have to put ten on the card. 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The show's fucking eight hours anyways. You're going to have nine million backstage skits. I'm sure yeah. you can fucking cook something up. You don't have to have seven matches with guys that are retired. Fuck, <laughs> man. Like, even Edge coming back. I love it. Don't have him fucking face, I don't know, like, Undertaker. Like, don't have him face someone that's not on the roster. Like, Edge came back. I think he wants to face guys like AJ, Randy, yeah, like, like guys like that. Like, Hogan does not belong. Goldberg, I don't give a shit if it's Super Showdown. You do not belong at all whatsoever. The fact that he's facing The Fiend makes my blood boil. But, again, The Fiend's going to win anyway. So, I'm not uh, I'm not worried. Or Goldberg <laughs> squashes The Fiend, and then The Fiend comes out at WrestleMania, gets his title back against Goldberg in a rematch. I really don't think Vince wants that. Um I think they'll lose a lot of subscribers if that happens. <laughs> and what, are they going to go back to the red light too so we can't see Goldberg win? Because oh, I'd love that. Probably. If that were to happen, I'd be like, just, just have a dark fucking ring. I don't want to see that shit. No one mentioned Roman. He's got to fuck it up somehow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what? So Roman versus Goldberg at WrestleMania? Yeah, there it is. I blame AEW for this. Fucking bringing DDP back. <laughs> Oh, can you go jump off the turnbuckle? Oh, okay. So, uh, no, I can't. yeah, let's uh, bring – what's Hogan doing? Like it's different when you have Jericho come back and he's full-time and he's champ. And, yes, he's old, but he's still got it. You're bringing back fucking – I'm sorry to say this – washed up has like Undertaker. I've been watching this guy since I was fucking three years old. I'm almost 25 now. Damn, you're old. Get out. Goldberg, you're old. Get out. You look like a nun, though. You literally look like a nun, though. Yeah, he needs a dress for a man for that gold team. Like, the fact that he came back and he still had some sort of physique, I was like, okay, good for you. But <laughs> don't wrestle. And then, of course, you add insult to injury by bringing up Hulk Hogan. Fuck! This guy's so old. <laughs> and now what? We're going to have Ric Flair come oh, back? Oh, man. Imagine Ric Flair and Hogan at Mania. We didn't see that You know before. what? At this point, let's just do Evolution versus the NWO. Just fucking do it. I think it's time. I think it's time. I think that's the match that everyone's wanted. Forget it. I think Drew McIntyre should just retire at this point. Just give it to Goldberg and Brock round five or whatever the hell it is. And that can maybe be a 16-second main event, just like when we went to Survivor Series and watched that crap shoot go. So, yeah, just all rant for me on wrestling. Yeah, it's amazing. It's usually how it goes, though. Yeah. <laughs> that was exciting. Uh, so uh, as we're talking about that WrestleMania... <laughs> WrestleMania announced already for next year. They're supposedly going to Hollywood. That's yeah, The Rock versus versus yeah. Roman Reigns will be the main event. Everybody write that down right now. And the Rock goes in the Hall of Fame, loses to Roman, and uh, his daughter is now in NXT. So she'll have that she'll match, have next, a match year. next year. Next year, probably Charlotte. There it the is. Title. Yeah. And like uh, you said, the second she learns a suplex, she's going to the main event. She's going to SmackDown yeah. main event. Because uh, they got to build up. Oh, that's the rock. And you know what? Like she's going to do what Paige did first night. She's going to beat Bailey. There you are. There's I the champ. I dig it. What's her name again? It's in the is it Simone Johnson? Now I want to say Simone. I hope I'm not wrong there. I think, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry, Rock, if, we're, if we don't know. You're too big of a deal, so we don't we don't care about your daughter. We just Same. care about you, man. <laughs> but when they say WrestleMania Hollywood and then they said SoFi Stadium where the Rams are going to play, I go look online. That's in Inglewood. It's close to Compton, not fucking Hollywood. What are they going to do? <laughs> Advertising needs to 
up their uh, game over there. So it's safe to say that the NWA and Ice Cube, they got to open up they WrestleMania next year. Bring all the big it. three, cover the first four yeah. rows of the stadium. Can you imagine that? Straight <laughs> of the Compton. <laughs> Ice Cube performing act. You have like Goldberg and Undertaker come out. That would be a serious draw though. Yeah, <laughs> it should. Or Brock with the party. Oh, they bring the shirt back again. He should do that again, but he's not because he's just kicking people in the nuts. Not scared. Ricochet. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's basically it for wrestling. I mean, I, I'm laughing. It's fun, but it, I swear, if I see Hulk Hogan, I'm literally going to call my dad and be like, Dad, like, where's Jake the Snake, Dad? Where's Randy? Where are all these guys? Yeah, exactly. They're not around anymore. <laughs> Fuck. Get out of here, man. You're too old. Like, the, the one thing, the one segment that I liked of Hogan was when <laughs> Brock came out and oh. interfered. <laughs> Party's over, Grandpa. <laughs> His birthday's because he fucking is a grandpa. He's old, man. He's old as hell. Like if I'm like Seth Rollins, and if I want to really build heat, I'll literally be backstage. Remember what Sami Zayn was doing when we were at SummerSlam? He was just, yeah. Why the fuck this guy's this? You know, someone with Joe. Oh, they flip flop face and heel. I don't really know. I don't care anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Do you remember that when he was backstage? Oh, the the yeah. yeah, he was just voicing everything. <laughs> Just, I loved it. That's we just don't want to see him wrestle. Yeah, we care for his safety. I'll never Pop forget. Popeye once. In Remember the Super moment. Showdown or was it Crown Jewel? Whatever the hell it was. Yeah. They had him and Flair in the ring, and then the crowd was chanting one more match. Are you fucking high? <laughs> <laughs> I know Ric Flair's high. Oh man, he will <laughs> take that jacket off, drop an elbow as soon as they said one more match. Like no, don't don't encourage that. <laughs> You can't have Ric Flair can't have another match. Just the way his last match ended, like just that moment, like you see him crying, and you can't. I mean, he fucked it up. He went right to TNA right yeah, after. It's like, oh, let's go to TNA. Sure, I retired, but I didn't retire. Okay, Russell McFoley. Same with the other dipshit. Yeah, Hogan. Yeah, let's go start a, a whole other wrestling business. Are you kidding let's me? Take over here. Yeah, they got about nine hundred people. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, almost out of business. So uh, protect the old farts. Have them do backstage segments. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we, we care for them. It's just not for WrestleMania. Yeah. Please do not show up because I won't show up to watch it. Third row, <laughs> section 10. I'm all good. There it is. Yeah. Um, hopefully the main event is Drew and uh, Brock and not Hogan and Flair. And not Shayna and Becky. With the Dracula. Uh, fucking vampire and GTA 5 on Raw stealing ambulances. I'm, I'm done with Becky. <laughs> The I'm done. I'm done with Becky's character. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Threw it out the window. As soon as she faced Oscar, I'm like, yeah, more interested in Oscar. I don't give a fuck about you. And I was facing Shayna Baszler. Just give the title to, to Baszler. Fuck off. Real quick, then is Shayna actually the one to end the? Yeah. It should be yes. And if it's not, then that's kind of where you go. Who is it? Like, because there are lots of times where I'm like, oh, it should be her. Like when we thought EO would win. Yeah, yeah. and then it's not. Yeah, so you're right. I think this is a Shayna. It should be. It's, it's time. Yeah. Like same with same with Charlotte Flair. I feel like she's going to beat Rhea Ripley, but I wouldn't be surprised if Rhea actually beat Charlotte. Where it's kind of like Charlotte's like, I've already won all these titles. Let me put it. Let me give this Rhea Ripley girl a moment at WrestleMania. So. And then beat her the next year. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Charlotte's kind of in that position where she could win and she could put people over. Probably go to NXT and try to spike their ratings. I feel like the smart move would be, I guess it's not EO. They're not committed to her. I guess you would have Charlotte beat Rhea. Charlotte would be the heel there. 
and then you can maybe go full all in with Candice LeRae as like a top face. I don't know. Right now they're, you uh, you could do some something stuff. like that, Candice and Charlotte. I don't know. It's an idea. Well, they're rolling with the Tegan Knox and Candice LeRae. Right now. I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sweet women feuds in NXT right now. Yeah, and I, I blame uh, what's her name Dakota Kai because of that. She started it all. Cause she's awesome a, stuff. Yeah, yeah, she's she's. Yeah. Oh, and uh, real quick, guys, there was another rumor going out there. Triple H is uh, real committed, making it like a mission. He wants Kazuchika Okada in WWE. Not happening. Not happening. <laughs> not not happening. Can you imagine how many zeros and uh, storyline pages in advance he wants? There's not, not a, there's not a lot of, like, untouchables outside of WWE. He's one of them. He's not, like, you have, like, Omega, Rhodes, like, those guys. And then on the other side, you have, like, Skrull now. You have, like, Okada. And you have, um, oh, what's, what's that other guy? Yeah, you have him. And you, of course, the greatest, the greatest wrestler that's not in WWE. I don't know his name right now. It's not coming to me. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Will Ospreay? Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. I'm like, it's Will something. Osprey. Those guys are untouchable. Okada's untouchable. He's not going, he's not going to WWE. I'll never say never just because wrestling is, is such a fucked up world. But, uh, like, I was surprised when they got Hideo Itami because at the time that was, like, yeah. unbelievable. Uh, Shinsuke was unbelievable. But when you think of New Japan Pro Wrestling, especially him, over yeah. the last decade, it's, it's Okada and Tanahashi. That's... A lot of zeros, Alino. That's going to be a tough one. Even AJ <laughs> and Samoa Joe at one point, those were untouchables. Oof. They brought them over. And I think Vince McMahon would love to one-up AEW just to really just get a giggle. They, did get, they got Kushida too. So yeah. I don't think it's a competition right now, though, with me, with AEW. I don't think it's a competition. Like in your mind? Or? In my mind, uh, yeah. I feel like WWE is better. NXT, for me alone, is better than AEW right now, so... It's tough. Yeah. Been around forever. That's all you know. It's they'll always be the best in my opinion. Yeah. They'll yeah. always be competition, but that's that's the standard. Yeah. Unless you're pulling in like three million and challenging SmackDown, that's you're only challenging the third brand that is really developmental. You gotta remember, like AEW's relying on a lot of ex WWE guys yeah. too, so yeah. They gotta make a name for themselves as a as a as a as a competitor. And they are, but that they haven't gotten there yet. Whereas, like, when we were talking about it in May, we were kind of worried. We're like, oh, are they going to out, you know, are they going to outperform WWE? No, I don't think so. But, yeah, Okada, if he goes to WWE, AEW's in trouble if he goes there. Because I thought, like, John Moxley's signing in AEW would kind of put them over. Hasn't done as much as I thought. So, got to wait and see. still think it's going to take uh, yeah, a little longer. four, five, six years before they really start going. Oh they're, yeah, they're, they have, like, they they're all young, like, man. They're young. They you guys have, have uh, not even, yeah, not even, not yeah. even, not even. Oh wait, when did they double become or nothing? A, what? Or like their show October, but double or nothing was like last May, I think. No, but I'm saying when did they like announce they were a company? Oh, was January, it, like end of yeah. January. So it's been yeah, it's been over a year now. So when you look at the guys they got over there, it's just a matter of letting the stories develop and letting the fans care enough about the characters. Yeah. Literally, just time. I think they're doing solid. Yeah, they're Mistakes doing yeah, they're along doing, the way, obviously, but they'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, that's basically it. Next week, we'll talk about the NHL trade deadline. Ooh, it's going to be a juicy one. It is. It'll be the majority of it. Yep, a lot of teams need help, and uh, the Leafs are one of them. Maybe we'll make another move. Stay tuned next week.